Hey, Clark. Yes, John? Have you ever heard a conversation on a podcast or radio and think to yourself, these guys are idiots. I know more than they do. I'm actually thinking that right now. <laughs> exactly. Wait, what? Oh, nothing. Um, where are you going with that? Uh, uh, right. Well, uh, now you get the chance to prove your knowledge by guessing on the podcast, This Is Getting Old, with a topic of your suggestion. Wow. How does someone go about doing that? Well, all they have to do is send an email to gettingoldpod at gmail.com. And don't forget the website at gettingoldpod.com. That's right. All you have to do is tell us the topic you want to talk about and tell us when you're available. Um, Clark, what were you saying earlier about uh, something being annoying to you? Uh, I was saying, let's get on with the show. Just human. And I'm getting old. Oh, oh. Just getting old. Welcome to another episode of This Is Getting Old, the podcast that we just talk about whatever the heck is on our mind. I am your host, John, and with me today I have my co-host... Clark. Clark, how are we doing today, sir? Doing well, man, doing well. How are you? Uh, You know, I'm, I'm a bit tired, but... Out of every day that I've been working so far this week, um, this is actually the least tired I've been, so let's just get on with it. Well, did you know Richard Nixon once smuggled a suitcase full of weed through the airport for Louis Armstrong? Okay. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but... Yeah, in 1958, Vice President of the U.S. spotted the late singer um, in the customs line. Armstrong looked nervous, so Nixon, unaware that he was carrying um, a suitcase of Mary Jane, he grabbed it and breezed it through customs. Well, I think people would be, I guess, less likely to check a president's luggage. So, yeah, I mean, he walks over there, he sees Louis Armstrong, right, this legend sitting there looking all nervous. And he's, he's like, oh, you know, come on, let's, let's, let's go through. Uh-huh. Um, and he carried his entire suitcase bricks of weed okay I mean you're smarter by 1% <laughs> so I have a question for you sir um, I've been seeing a lot of who can you add to the next Avengers movie to make it better who can you add to this new franchise to make it more interesting with cameos and everything like that so I have a question for you what two characters that have never been in a movie together would you like to see added into one movie? Be a versus movie like a Batman versus Superman, but actually do something that we've never seen before. What do you think? Wow. That's a... That's a um, oh my goodness. Um, so, okay, hopefully you edit this part. Um, so you're really, so really a superhero type, type movie. You could do superheroes. You could do... Um, not just superheroes. You could do, like, magic holders. Because, like, here, let me tell you the two that I thought in, t- in, in my head. I would love to see a Doctor Strange with uh, Wesley Snipes' blade. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. A little, you know, smart-ass uh, kind of character as Doctor Strange. 
who just can't deal with you know other people's buffoonery, I guess. And then you add the absolute no-nonsense Wesley Snipes into that, I, I would love to see a combo like that. Okay, so I would choose Tombstone's Doc Holliday with Gang of New York, Gangs of New York's The Butcher. Oh! The two greatest characters of all time, in my in my humble opinion. That, maybe not all time, but, you know, some of the, two of the best, for sure. Like, where they just stand out of, like, wow, those guys are awesome. I, I love Tombstone. That is, like, one of those absolute no-nonsense western movies. Like, there's no messing around in that movie whatsoever. Everything is serious. Everything, everything has implications in that movie. And anytime I ever, you know, think I see people, like, take things, you know, too seriously and hit or anything like that, and then, you know, everyone wants to fight and everyone wants to be, you know, the big tough guy all, all years, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, right? <laughs> the cool thing about the movie, man, they, what they're doing is they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to Tombstone to retire, mm-hmm. like, not being law enforcement anymore. Um, but what's happening with the cowboys and the, you know, the gang, gang-type activity that's happening, they just, they can't stand down. Yep. Um, and so it's just, I think it's just really cool the way, like, they speak, right? It's just like, mm-hmm. the, the, he's, he, he's talking about, like, um, pulling a gun, and it's like, he's like, don't you smoke that, pull that smoke wagon, and, you know, I mean, just like, those, <laughs> that phraseology is just really cool to me. Well, um, did you know... Doc Holliday, just really cool, really cool character. Did you know um, the... One of the main cowboys, the main bad guys from that uh, from that movie, uh, Powers Booth, just passed away last year. Oh yeah, I did. I did remember that. And so and I, I told a friend of mine that uh, I know loves that movie, and I was like, dude, Powers Booth died. And he just goes, who? And I'm like, seriously? Right. I'm like, Powers Booth, man, Tombstone. So today. We are uh, just think of a nice, simple, easy conversation that doesn't have to do with research, really. Doesn't have to do with uh, random topics we have to talk a lot about. This is going to be a nice, simple, short episode where we talk about yours and my favorite restaurants to go to. This is, uh, as a, an individual who enjoys eating, it's the <laughs> topic that I really like. But it's also really simple, really... You know, not too too heady. Just like what what five restaurants do you do you like the most? Yeah, we initially thought of ten. Uh, thinking about doing ten, but I'm like, I don't. At what point in time do you start going into fast food and everything? And then I don't want to be judged by the fast food stuff that I go to. No judgment here. I can't. You know, <laughs> the listeners, I can't can't promise anything to them. Well. Do you want to go through your five, or do you just want to go through one at a time and bounce off of each other? Let's start. Let's start with. Um, do you want to do the like? We both start with five. Sure. And, and go back and forth, just so it's not one person talking for. Sure. You know, ten minutes. Um, but I can start. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So in um, Ackworth, Georgia, um, if if you guys aren't familiar, I'm um, I live just north of Atlanta. And um, Ackworth sits beside Cartersville, which is where I'm actually from. Um, but in Ackworth, in downtown Ackworth, it's like an old, old-timey feeling, um, beside train tracks, um, little city, um, which has grown, you know, it's definitely grown for, over, over the years. But 
they have this place called um, Henry's, and Henry's is a um, it's a award winning um, uh, Creole uh, Creole Southern Cajun restaurant. Oh, okay. Um, and like they literally have they've won won awards and like Chef Henry literally is there and will walk around and say like talk to people and he's this character he has this he has his chef coat on but he also has on like um, like Bourbon Street beads mm-hmm. and the whole place is is um, Cajun themed um, and I mean it's just it's just really really good I mean it's um, probably the best Creole um, food uh, like in the Metro Atlanta area for sure. Yeah. Um, there's a full bar. The atmosphere is really cool. Um, like Henry, again, he comes out. He he'll like he makes your food, and then he'll come out and, and talks to everyone. That place gets packed. Um, and I did. I will like to tell you my favorite dish there. Okay. Um, it's called the Louisiana Oolala. Okay. Oolala. So it's um, shrimp, oysters, or crawfish, uh, flash fried and tossed with teso. Uh, Spinach and roasted garlic in Henry's Cajun cream sauce. And it's served over pasta and, um, or you can serve it over the, over French bread. I think, or you can get the French bread on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's delicious, man. I mean, you can't even, the, just reading that, you know, I went and found the actual description of it, and it, it just doesn't do it justice. Um, you can have a full portion, a half portion, um, and include all three of the seafood selections. Um, or, or, or not, you can, you can do it how you want it. You can have either the oysters or you can have just the crawfish or the shrimp or have them all together. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, the, the actual dish was featured on ABC Nightline. So that is my number five. The place is delicious. Okay. Well, I'm not diving that much into mine just because it's more of a, uh, I guess I, uh, it's more of a spread out. Everyone kind of has probably seen or heard of it before. But Cracker Barrel. Yum. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a guy that I'll eat breakfast food any time of the day. It doesn't matter. And that's one of those places I can just get an omelet. I can just get bacon and, and sausage. I can just get pancakes, anything like that. I, I just get that stuff, and I love it. It doesn't but cost that much. But if you're with much. somebody that doesn't have – if you're with someone that doesn't like breakfast for dinner – they have some really good dinner dishes, too. Yeah, they do. I know the, the one that uh, always stuck out in my mind, I always like country fried steak. Like That oh, was man. something like, that was really there, there's good. A, I think there's one called like chicken fried chicken or, or <laughs> yes. steak fried steak or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the gravy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's... Honestly, it's not that expensive of food. Um I love taking my kid there because he, he'll either eat the hash browns, he'll eat the bacon. He's gotten into sausage links lately, so he loves that. Um, he's not really an eggs person. I have to make it a certain way for him to eat the eggs, so I don't expect other people to make it the way I make it. But, I don't know, it's just a, it's just a simple place to go to. and The, the environment there is very old-timey. Uh, everything there has got like the wooden decorations around and everything. It just makes it feel nice and homey. You got the fireplace going there when it's nice and cold outside. It's it's a nice place. Plus you got the little store with all the antique and knickknack stuff there. It's, oh yeah. It's 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 a comfortable environment for me. And they all have that um, triangle golf tee game right on the on the table. Yes. That I've never won once ever, and it says like you know, it's like three left, and you look down like where did I fall? And it's like you're an idiot. I'm like, okay, well that's 
That's cool. Uh, I know that. Yep. It doesn't matter where you're going. I've I've seen those games everywhere. All right, so um, I'll jump into yeah. my number four, um, and I'll I'll speed this up a little bit. Um, okay. I just I really like Henry's a lot. I want to give some background because you know that's a local um, eatery. No problem. Um, so number four is a place called Ten Lizzie's for me. Um, it's a taqueria. Um, it's uh, located um, uh, near Kennesaw State University, which is ac- actually where I work also. Okay. Um, and which is near Highway I seventy five and and Highway forty one. So it's really busy. Um, but it's it's just a real good like their their chips are really good. They have some this nice seasoning on them, um, and then they have this like um, this I think it's I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a trifecta deal where you can know you order um, like three um, uh, flour tor- corn tortillas, basically three soft tacos, and got some really cool um, like types right. So they have like the executive and it's um, grilled steak with lettuce, blue cheese, and fried onion straws, and that's you know this small um, tortilla. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can get, like, the Korean barbecue, um, the fajita bandita, um, and on and on. So it's just some, it's just really good, really good uh, uh, taqueria. Gotcha. Okay. I enjoy, I enjoy taco. I enjoy, like, a lot of, like, the Mexican, the Latin food, that kind of stuff like that. I just don't like it hot. That's my only problem. So you, gotta, you get it, you put it in the refrigerator, you wait, <laughs> next morning you eat it. I mean spicy hot. Oh. I was trying to go with the joke, and that did not work. No, it didn't. So please keep that in there. Don't edit that out at all. <laughs> well, my number four is a place called Francesca's Pizzas. And um, it's a town called Norway in Illinois. Um, it's probably about 30 minutes from where I live right now. It's a... I love their pizza. I used to have it all the time back when I lived not too far from there, and I used to get it delivered to me and everything. But... I used to just get onions, uh, bacon, pepperoni, spinach. Uh, sometimes I'll throw banana peppers on there. Sometimes pineapple if everyone else is uh, okay with it. But if it's just for myself, I'll throw pineapple on it. I, it's such a good pizza. It's a thin crust. It's not the sauce is just just enough. You know how there's a problem with pizza is it either has too much sauce or not enough. It's just enough, and like the the cheese doesn't rip off of it when you. You know, go to take a bite out of it or anything like that. It's it's when I uh, when I lived in Virginia for a little bit. When we moved back here, it was the f- first meal that we got. I'm like you know, like we just drove a long way. I don't want to cook anything. Let's just order Francesca's just for old time's sake, and it was great. So, what would you say if you're if you're you know gunned your head? What what pizza? What um toppings would you put on your favorite pizza from there um, of all time? Uh, from there, I would say I enjoy their pepperoni, bacon, um, spinach, onion. Th- that, that's right off the cuff is the ones I would choose. And they have this one, it's called, um, I think it's called the Monster Pizza. It's literally about three foot long. And we used to order that for just, you know, say four or five people, and all of us would eat it. It, mm. It's so good you can't stop eating it. Sounds delicious. That's right. All right, hit me up with cool, your so, three. Okay, so the, my third one is going to be a very familiar. You use Cracker, you use Cracker Barrel, so mine's going to be going to be familiar for sure. Um, P.F. Chang's. Okay. That's my number three. I'm a. Um, I mean, I I can go to like the you know the crappy um, 
Chinese food, you know, on, on the corner that barely got a good health rating, right? They barely passed and be fine and be like so standard. Um, so China, I love Chinese. So I used to really love it. Um, older I get, the more it's like, eh, it's, it's got to be pretty good now. Um, and P.F. Chang's to me just does it right. And it's not like it's, honestly, it's not like it's um, so good. It's like, oh, this is oh, amazing. Every bite's so good. But it's, it's good enough to put it as like okay this is what the standard should be so that's why it's so high up on my list is three that's why i even made the list because i love you know chinese food and um i guess it's more you know asian food has uh, you know they they do um chinese japanese on and on yeah um uh but like they they do make every every everything from scratch i've never eaten i've never eaten in a pf chang's i've always got their you know, packaged food in stores or anything like that, so I can't truly enjoy that kind of s- stuff. But I-, I love just going to like a Chinese buffet and just going to town. So I can't yeah, imagine yeah. if it was actually made from actually a good place. Yeah, they they, they make everything from from scratch, and um, they use a, you know they have their they use a walk for everything. So gotcha. Uh, that's my number three. What's yours? Uh, mine is uh, Famous Dave's. Famous Dave's. Now, uh, Famous Dave's, for people that don't know, um, originated in Wisconsin from in 1994, so it's not that old. Um, I The first time I had it, it was probably... It, was, it wasn't even that long ago. I would say 2010, so about eight years ago. Um, we were at the Mall of America, and just there happened to be that place there, so I'm like... Uh, you know, we decided to go there. Uh, there, I had a roasted barbecue chicken. I had um, St. Louis ribs. I had, you know, they have great uh, cornbread there. They had a big piece of uh, really good spiced uh, potato wedges and everything like that. I mean, honestly, that's where you go to to get a good brisket, beef, uh, porks, ribs, uh, chicken. Like that's a great place to have a good barbecue place honestly and they have all the different little sauces whether it's sweet tangy uh hot super hot and they actually have like little uh, basically like the potato wedges that you can dip and try and use different flavors and test them out and everything like that so good i recommend that to anybody that hasn't had something like that because you know it's not that like i said it's not that old but it's spread out enough that there's at least a variety close to a lot of people. Well, I um, picked the wrong night not to have dinner because <laughs> this this conversation, I'm starving and um, God, it sounds so good, man. I um, honestly have never been a big connoisseur of barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, like the the shop on the on the corner is like, okay, cool. Yeah, barbecues have you know barbecue plate or like you know you have a. Um, like a, a festival, we have a Roselawn festival in Cartersville, which is like, you know, arts and crafts type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the barbecue there could, you know, someone rolls up and cooks barbecue and so I, and that was fine. But, um, my number two is actually, um, a barbecue place. Okay. Um, cause I, you know, we, we me and my wife went there and it's kind of special to us because it's kind of like our place. Um, but it's called JD's barbecue and we'll go back to Ackworth, Georgia for, for, for that. Um, and like honestly, all barbecue to me at one point tasted the same in a way. It's like, okay, it's, you do it the same. It falls off the bone. I get it. It's the different. The different sauces taste a little bit. You know, they taste different depending on what. You know, we have a whole conversation about about um, 
barbecue sauce, but yeah. um, this JD's Barbecue to me does it right. Um, it was voted best barbecue restaurant from 2005 to present by Town Laker Magazine. Um, and it was featured in um, Atlanta Magazine with other best barbecues. And honestly, the, the the food, I mean, it's good. The food tastes good. I always get full pork flay with onion rings and sweet tea. Um, but it's like the smoke in the parking lot. Like, it's the whole ambiance. Um, you smell, you can just smell the, the, you know, the food cooking when you're walking in. Yeah. Um, there, it's like a southern charm. Like, how y'all doing? You know, come on in. You know, it's just... It, they cook it the old-fashioned way with hickory and wood, and they, they cook it slow. I mean, it's pretty yeah. pretty standard, um, but it's it's delicious. Well, there you go. That guy, yeah, that's barbecue is always a go-to for me. Um, I mean, my number one food choice is a burger, but barbecue. If that if there's a choice of barbecue there, then I'm gonna try barbecue before I get the burger, and that actually leads me to my number two because I'm gonna go with the burger joint Fuddruckers. All right. <laughs> so, um, there's roughly been 111 restaurants of Fuddruckers. So whether it's in your area or not, I'm not 100% sure. I know that it started in Texas, but uh, the one, the first one I ever went to is in Virginia, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, um, and I'm a guy. I always try a different burger, whether you got a different style. Like I've been to places where they had a peanut butter and jelly burger, and I absolutely enjoyed it. But I went there, and they had Kobe beef, they had elk, mm. they had. I mean, there was so many different choices. Like it was just guac, just a vegetable, just a, um, just a bar, straight barbecue one. Uh, there's so many different styles of burgers there, and honestly. Again, I'm a burger guy, so you offer me something different I've never tried before, I'm going to try it. Yeah, um, we had one in, in Cartersville, and um, it shut down. I think a Mexican place is there now, but we had, there's, the closest one is located in Rome, Georgia, which is, I think that's um, Floyd County, which is a county over from where I am right now. Okay. Um, but it's like on the Alabama-Georgia line. Um, and it's right across from the um, minor league Braves stadium, um, the Rome Braves. Um, so anyway, I, I, I've been there, and I, it's really, really good. Hell yeah. Good choice. Thank you, sir. Well then, um, all right, insert drum roll here. My number one is totally different. Okay. Um, and we're going to go to um, Walt Disney World for this one. Oh, wow. Uh, you ever heard of Beer Garden? I have. That place is, to, to me, is a, one of the, the greatest experiences of my entire life. Um, so it, it's, it's located in, in Epcot, the Epcot Park. Um, and of course, because you, know, you make your way around the world um, at, at Epcot. And um, <clears throat> when you get to the German section, um, it's, a, it's a German buffet, but they have, um, have a band playing, you know, and it's, it's like a... Um, here, let me actually read. I, I got a little excerpt here from the okay. website. Um, it says, be transported to a traditional Bavarian village as you feast on German fare. Um, a communal beer garden style tables, um, at communal beer, beer garden style tables, enjoy such rotating buffet selections as bratwurst, rotisserie chicken, pork, schnitz, pork schnitzel, and a variety of salad. Um, save room for the Bavarian cheesecake and hand-pulled apple strudel. And it is delicious. And they have like an Oktoberfest uh, type deal that they do there, and the beer is also 
delicious for all of our 21 and up um, listeners. Yeah, of course. Um, the last time I was there, I was, um, I want to say I was 15, so alcohol was not an option. Yeah. <laughs> well, insert drum roll. Right, so it brings us to your number one. My number one is, I don't know if you've ever heard of this because it's more of a local thing. It's barely spread out to other places, but it is a Chicago-style restaurant called Portillo's. Okay. Portillo's is legitimately, when I say Chicago-style, I mean Chicago-style hot dogs. You ever had a Chicago-style hot dog before? No. Chicago-style hot dog, onions, uh, mustard, tomato, a large slice of dill pickle, basically, uh, and then green peppers, or just peppers. It's, it's, you would think it's weird. You, you wouldn't think that all goes together, but it's so damn good. They're, honestly, when we were in Virginia, they had nothing like it there, period. And when we... We lived, we moved there in February, and in November, we made a trip back up here to see uh, family members and everything for the holidays, and the first place we stopped at while entering Illinois, was so we stopped at a Portillo's on, my, on our way to my parents' house, and we ate there immediately. Uh, Sam had the Italian beef while we were there. I had ordered two large hot dogs, uh, something called a chocolate cake shake, which is legitimately a chocolate cake blended into a shake so damn good and then their fries are that that crinkly kind of style fries and everything like that salted just perfectly ah, it's just so damn good i love that place and like i said there, there's not that many out there um outside of illinois there is only uh i think phoenix just opened one up a couple years ago uh, Florida opened one up two years ago. I think California just opened one up. I think there's maybe one or two in Minneapolis and maybe two or three in uh, uh, Indianapolis. Outside of that, I read this one and I thought this was funny, so I thought you should see this or hear this. Uh, in, two, in the late 1980s and early 1990s, they licensed restaurants in jo uh, Tokyo, Japan, which have since wow. closed. <laughs> oh my gosh oh, yeah yeah didn't work there huh uh, yeah so but no it's just so good i feel like you're doing this on purpose because <laughs> i told you how hungry i was and like you've described that to every i can like smell it as you're describing it um sounds delicious man well yeah so there you go that that's my top five and um one of the things that i actually did is I asked some of our listeners to post and tell us what they thought was their favorite restaurants to go to. And one of the first ones that I got back was um, from Patricia Patagonia, and she said that Uncle Julio's is one of her favorite places to go to. It's a Mexican style, and she says the margaritas there, fantastic. For our 21 and older listeners. Of course, of course. Yes. Um, I don't know truly much about Uncle Julio's. I know there's a lot in the uh, Chicagoland area. I'm seeing Naperville and Orland Park, and I see there's some Fort Worth, Texas, and Columbia, Maryland on here. So 
Uh, maybe it's spread out more than I know of. Yeah, I've never heard of it, but, it, you know, again, like, right now, anything sounds good, but that, you know, not, I'd say besides, you know, Chinese food used to be my favorite type of type of food, Asian cuisine, mm-hmm. um, but um, I'd say a, a good taqueria, a good Mexican food is probably my favorite, you know, kind of, like, kind of go-to. If we're like, hey, let's go out to eat. It's like, what about Mexican? You know, that's the first, my first, you know, first thing, so that, that sounds really good. Well... Another one of our uh, our listeners posted, uh, his name is Patrick Mulligan, he just happens to be my dad, one of our uh, critics, <laughs> um, but uh, he posted Oven Grinder, which is like this, I've never been there, but it's it's a pizza joint in Chicago, and it's got legitimately deep dish pizza, and it's weird looking, but yeah, I mean, everything he says about it, they, they loved it, my parents loved going there. Um, my only thing is when you make stuff, food in Chicago, it's usually expensive. So I, I can I can only assume it's going to be pricey. Well, you got to, you got to kind of tell, you got to say, all right, dad, since you're, you're we're going to, we're going to shout you out, you know, on our, on, on the podcast. Um, so you just got to take me there now. That's just, that's kind of the, the deal. He's got to take you there and you got to experience it. There you go. That it will. I'll give better reviews when I go there myself. How about that? Very, very good. Well, another one of our listeners, uh, Karma, uh, we know him through the Discord groups. Uh, he gave me a list that I saved right here, and he gave me three that he would like to have a shout-out on the podcast. Um, one of his was, if I can pull it up here, a uh, place called Jets Pizza in Dallas. I know nothing Jets about it. Jets Pizza, yeah. So, um, he also said, and I'm sure you know this, Bojangles. <laughs> Bojangles, okay. Now, I mean, Bo- that's, yeah. that's good. Now, Bojangles is more of a south of Mason-Dixon line kind of uh, place. I've never seen it up north, but I, when I in Virginia, I saw it. And he put Atlanta, so obviously he was in Atlanta when he had. See, I just with with um, chicken places, it's hard to beat like a a Chick Fil A, a KFC, and Bojangles hangs in there. So it's yeah, you know, kudos to them. I, I enjoy Bojangles. Um, his follow, his actually his last one that he posted for us is Portillo's. So a man after my own heart. You got planned that, didn't you? <laughs> well, I only have one other one uh, that messaged me. Uh, Fox Die, man we have mentioned previously on a, on a past episode, uh, he put Taco Bell, and whether he is serious or not, we are going to talk about this. How, how, oh, much do you con- how much do you consider Taco Bell actual Mexican food? Zero uh, percent. <laughs> However, they did just win a pretty big award, right? Yes, they did. Best Mexican food in United States, right? Yeah, that's horrendous. I'm sorry. But see, to be fair, there's so many different. I mean, there's probably 15 Mexican restaurants in Cartersville alone. Um, like, you can't just say, like, El Nopal, El Nopalito, El, you know, there's so many of them. So, like, if you, I guess if you consolidate, which one, what does people, what, which one do people know more about, right? I mean, yeah. they, like, everyone knows. Um, but I still wouldn't consider it Mexican, but. I don't consider it Mexican. I consider it um, 
you're stealing Latin style ideas for food and then just throwing it in a fast food conglomerate. What about, what do you feel about um, their breakfast menu? I have never spent a dime on their breakfast food. Because when I go to a place that's going to make me have to go to the bathroom the moment I eat it, I don't <laughs> want to eat their breakfast food. This is a, something that, uh, um, an egg taco doesn't sound good to you? Oh, God, no. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I barely go to get breakfast food to begin with outside of actual, like, a IHOP or a Denny's, which, yeah. you know, rip if you go to a Denny's, you're going to the bathroom right away. But, you know, outside of Cracker Barrel... I don't go to breakfast places. I don't like getting, like, McDonald's breakfast or anything like that unless I, um, for all the listeners above 21, uh, drink a lot. Greasy food kind of helps me in the morning with a little bit of a hangover, so. Oh, yeah, I think that's pretty common there. Yeah, so um, I'll get I think maybe, maybe more prevalent in the South, but Waffle House does it for, for me. Um you guys got Waffle Houses up there? Uh, not close to us, but once you start doing the drive down south of southern Illinois, you'll start, you'll start seeing Waffle Houses. I had a, um, a buddy who actually, at one point, um, I think I'm going to mess this up, but he he, um, he graduated from the University of Georgia with a degree in real estate, but, stuck, but decided to manage Waffle House, a Waffle House. And it, uh, it took him to Jacksonville, Florida. Um, where he, in the end, I think he maybe managed like six or seven. Maybe I don't know if that's a district or region or what, but yeah. uh, he made his way up, and I don't think he's doing it anymore. But, um, uh, yeah, little aside, little little side story there. <laughs> uh, that's, I watched a Waffle House being built um, not even a mile up from where I worked at in Virginia, and I watched it being built, and the day it opened, I'm like, that's eh, still too dirty for me. <laughs> Day one, the best, best help score they'll ever have. The uh-huh. place it'll ever be. Mostly yeah. because I say that because the Wawa's right outside of that place. Um, I used to get like stopped every time I tried to walk in there for change and food. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you know, you guys are all going to Waffle House. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and another quick story. Did, did you know? And I know the. I know you don't, but it's one of those setup things, right? Did you know? My um, when I got married, our um, our reception, we had Brenner. We had breakfast for dinner. Good um, man. Yeah. Yep. Good man. I I did know that actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then, then the, my next question is like, well, how did you know? Hey, Sam. Favorite restaurant to go to? You don't know. Noob. Favorite restaurant to go to in Canada? The Kick. The Kick. Type of food. uh, What kind of food is it? It's a steakhouse. Mm. You know, it's funny. We didn't need uh, either a say steak. Um. My problem is when I go to a place, I've never gotten that perfect steak, and yet when I go to a store. I feel like I've had other people like actually make a steak at home that's been better than the stuff that I get in a restaurant. You don't got like a Outback <clears throat> or a Longhorn. What's the standard like a standard uh, steakhouse deal? There is a steakhouse here, but I know it's expensive. It's like thirty dollars a damn steak, and I don't want to pay thirty dollars a steak. Yeah, I'd it's rather expensive just, to make that one your favorite. Right? Exactly. It's the the more there is a restaurant here called. 
I don't know how much you know about Chicago sports, but there's a man named Mike Ditka, who was the head coach of the 1985 Bears. Who's that? Yeah, so, um, Dog Bears. Yeah. Uh, so Mike Ditka has a restaurant here in Chicago, and his restaurant is one of those restaurants They'll put the out the the calories and everything on on the menu and everything, but they're not going to put the prices. So when you <laughs> order, you have no idea how much you're paying. And my dad said he went there. He took uh, my mom there, and we walked out with like a hundred thirty dollar bill for two people. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not oh, going back Lord. anytime soon." They just got the salad. <laughs> Salad, yeah, know. so like that's why the problem with Chicago style food is one when you're in the city it's going to be expensive, but just Chicago style food people always overcharge for stuff like that. That's how it is. Yeah, for sure. Then near near the city is that's yeah they they do it because they can. It's, we can mm-hmm. talk about economics if you want, but they they still make their money. Yeah, trust me, I've been in New York. I've I've eaten at a Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. Uh, Planet no. Hollywood, yeah. That no. was not cheap. Man, I just I just said, I was looking thinking about our list and I didn't put any I didn't put steak on there. I guess I could have. But again, <laughs> I'd be putting something like Longhorn or because I don't. Um, I think in Athens when I went to um, when I attended the University of Georgia. Uh-huh. There's a place. There's a couple of steakhouses there. But again, you know, you're a college student. You're not eating steak. You're eating ramen noodles and. Uh, you're not spending a lot of money at all, or you're getting like a, a bean burrito from Taco Bell. There's Taco Bell again. See, that's why they won, it's because everybody eats them. Let's, they don't admit it, but they do. When when Sam and I first started dating, I would literally at like 2 a.m. be like, you know what, I can't sleep. You want to go get some Taco Bell? So that was your sure. That was your close fast food run. But then um, kind of bring this back to our, you know, I'm getting old podcast, right? Yeah. If, uh, now if I eat Taco Bell later than, you know, nine, it's going to be a really bad night and a really bad next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're in college and high school, it's like, you eat whatever and be fine. I Now it affects me a little different. In college, I lived on ramen noodles, uh, Jack's, you know, oven pizza, and uh, Dr. Pepper. And Dr. Pepper. See, I, see I, that, you had the money then. Like, we were so poor, I had, like, Dr. Thunder. <laughs> Dr. Dodo. Not pepper. Dr. Salt. Knockoff version. Well, I have one final question for you, sir. What are the... Oh, sorry. <laughs> What's been grinding your gears? Are you ready for this? I've been, I'm not. We, we've been doing this segment now for a while, and um, <clears throat> you know, usually I'm like, oh, what's what's been happening in my day? What what's like one thing that's been, you know, happening recently? Mm-hmm. The the thing that's you know, and, and also the older I get, the more I'm like, you know, things don't bother me that much. Political stuff is like, okay, whatever. This is it is what it is. Uh, maybe it bothers me a little bit, but whatever. Something really bothered me um, <clears throat> a couple months ago, and. Um, let me start off by asking you, um, what do Peter Rabbit and Kevin James have in common, besides both being extremely furry and talentless? Oh, fuck, I was about to say talentless, but um, uh, um, their movies flop. I flop, I see what you did there. You're, <laughs> you're in there. Um, 
Well, yeah, so so both had releases in 2018. Um, Peter Rabbit was released on fe in fe February 9th, uh, 2018, and uh, Kevin James had a Netflix special released um, in April <clears throat> um, this year. And um, what they share in common is they're both terrible jerks. Let me explain. Um, <laughs> I have a five-year-old daughter who was, uh, I guess you can say, diagnosed with food allergies a few years ago. Uh, she's allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, dairy eggs um if she digests any of these she could potentially die um <clears throat> and that's a fact that's what would happen to her it'd get really close even if she had a auto injector on her um but her body's immune system sees these foods as harmful and they and it reacts in a way where her throat would, would close up we had to rush her to the hospital mm. but peter rabbit is billed as a kids movie um but there's a scene and i haven't I, I looked at, I've seen the scene, I haven't watched the movie because I won't, but I did find the scene online. <clears throat> There's a scene where uh, the animals attack Mr. McGregor with fruits and vegetables, oh. and they're um, throwing them at him and hurling, hurling them yeah. from slings, and they um, successfully team up on him. Um, and towards the end of the pummeling, um, Peter says McGregor's allergic to blackberries. I think it's black, maybe blueberries, but he's allergic to some berry they're throwing. Um, and they said, basically, aim for his mouth. Um, <clears throat> eventually, one lands in his mouth, and he goes into a, um, you know, to a state of shock, the anaphylaxis. Yeah. Um, and he reaches in his pocket quickly, does the, you know, the EpiPen, which is epinephrine in his auto injector. He slums it in his thigh. Um, it stops the reaction, and um, then he hits his knees and slumps over and appears to be fine. But of course, in real life, an auto injection, you know, would um, momentarily make you, you know, it stops, it stops it. For, you know, then you got to rush to the hospital, yeah. and sometimes days or weeks you're still, you know out of it until your body gets back to normal um but in this uh children's movie you know after mcgregor saves his own life um peter um says something to the effect of um like what is he a wizard like he's still alive and it's like why is he still alive you know he doesn't he, he says i think the quote is what is he a wizard um and it's like he can't believe the man's still alive after that so at the end of the day peter rabbit was attempting to murder <laughs> mr mcgregor um and i mean it's, it's that's funny, but I was like, I was livid when I heard about it. Um, it's like, you know, kids are watching this, and it, what's yeah. it teach them about allergies, right? That they're not a big deal. Um, that, like, you know, if, if, say you have, you know, kids running around, and, and a friend, one of their friends, you know, who, who has um, allergies, like, eats, you know, eats a peanut for, or whatever, it's like, oh, he's, he's going to be okay, you know, you, you just, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, that's, to me, that's what the movie kind of makes uh, really light of it, and even goes to the point of, you know, Peter Abbott trying to kill <laughs> Mr. McGregor, you know, because of his allergy. So, um, that pissed me off, right? Yeah. And But what does that have to do with Kevin James? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, I always liked Kevin James. I thought he was funny in Grown Ups 1 and 2. Um, uh, the Dilemma, Hitch. I was, I was like, you know, he's harmless. He, you know, it's cool, whatever. I never watched King of Queens, um, but I saw a stand-up from his, you know, a few years ago, and I thought it was all right. It was, you know, it's cool. It's was, it was kind of funny. Well, the first 20 minutes of his new Netflix special, um, he makes fun of folks with um, food intolerances and food allergies. And so I would like to read an excerpt of what he, of one of his, uh, one of the things he says. So okay. he says, uh, this is like at the very top of the show, pretty close to it. He says, uh, quick announcement to the lactose intolerant community. If I offer you ice cream and you can't have any, just say no thank you. There's no joke in that. It's just a message I want to get out there. <clears throat> People laugh. They start kind of laughing. But he's building for his full joke, right? 
Um, he says, I want to silence the lactose intolerant. I don't need to know what havoc dairy products are going to wreak on your bowels um, right before I dig into my rocky road. Then uh, he goes on and on to, you know, basically make, making fun of him and, and that kind of thing. Um, but then, it, you know, but to me, that's not even the, the, the worst part. He starts ranking now. He starts ranking um, types of types of allergies, right? So then he moves on to like the the, the gluten free people. He calls them gluten douches. Yeah. Uh, then he moves on to shellfish and calls each group more annoying than the last. And finally, he settles on um, what he says is the most annoying group of all, the nut allergy group. Um, so he says, here, this is a quote. If I eat, a, he says, okay, he's making fun of him, right? So we finish the segment with like this is them talking, right? If I eat a nut, I die. I die. If, I, if a fork ever touches a nut in this restaurant, and I use that fork, you got to jab an EpiPen into my chest because I am uh, on my way to the afterlife. If the soil where this building was building was built um, ever harvested a nut or a seed of some sort, and I come into contact with it, I will melt into a pile of flesh. If college kids are driving by on the local highway and one tosses out a peanut shell, and the dust from that shell works its way through the air and latches onto my nasal hairs, um, the shimmies its way up, I will explode. Um, not funny, right? None of that's funny no, at all. Like, it's I'm not. Like, the audience is cracking up. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Um, this is real. It's not really. It's not something made up. Um, and the truth is, you know, he talks about, at one point he talks about, 20 years ago these things didn't exist. Well, sure, of course they didn't exist, right? I mean, but what's changed? What's different? Um, I would say processed food, genetically modified genetically modified foods, pesticides, I don't know, something environmental has changed because um, so many people now are, are affected by, by allergies. Yeah, um, for sure. So I know this, our podcast is usually pretty light, um, <laughs> but I'm using this platform to, you know, since my daughter is a, um, does have food allergies and it is a super serious thing, you know, Peter, Peter Rabbit and Kevin James can kiss my butt and I will never watch the movie we're not going to read the books to my child anymore. And Kevin James, you're dead to me. Okay. Rest in peace, guys. Two comments. One, I effing hate Kevin James. Don't think he's funny. I despise the grown-up movies. And uh, King and Queen sucked. Um, we'll move on <laughs> from that and say Peter Rabbit was never supposed to be made because the original uh, woman that created the character was offered by several companies over the years to make a movie, and she kept saying, no, I do not want this to be a movie. She was even offered by Disney to make a movie, and she said no. So they waited until she died, and years later, they made a movie. You know, the proper way to do things. So, what's grinding your gears? So, I don't know if you've been seeing the trend recently for kids' toys and... Uh, games and weird articles of clothing. What's with the poop theme crap? <laughs> I've been seeing I've been seeing this a lot lately with games and toys with like oh uh even with uh I saw it when I was younger with like here's the moose, you pull its tail down, it poops out jelly bean. I'm like what's the what's what's so funny about poop? I don't get it. And it's it's one thing with like the fake poop back in the day when you it's like the fake fake dog poop and you put it there and you're scared yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. That's a joke. I get that. Love but prank or whatever, you've yeah. got like the poop uh, uh, pillows that have been out since like the emoji stuff that's been out. You have um, 
there's this game called uh, uh, Poopies, or they're, they're little toys called Poopies. They're basically just um, like garbage pail kids kind of things. They, they're all little weirder and weirder, and they're just like poop themed. They're, they, they hang out around toilets. You have, uh, what's the one? It's called Flush Force. It's basically Pokemon in a sewer. It's basically an app where you trying to acquire and catch these different poop creatures. What the hell is going on? <laughs> what is so funny about poop? I don't get it. I think the like you said, I think the emoji thing really flared it back up recently. I mean, there's a toy where it's the game is is a toilet. It's called Toilet Trouble. And you're basically trying to avoid having human waste products flung into your face. I don't know if you ever saw Uno attack, but the idea is when you have to draw a card, instead of drawing a card, you hit a button. And sometimes, if it, it won't shoot any cards out whatsoever, sometimes it'll shoot one, and sometimes it'll shoot like five to ten cards out at you at once. That's what this game is. You hit the button or you flush the toilet and you hope poop doesn't hit you. What the f***? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what's been grinding my gears. I've been seeing these a lot recently. I keep seeing, like, I saw a commercial the other day. I don't have cable and I saw a commercial on Facebook for a poop-themed game and I just got irate about it. Well, like, like they say, poop sells. <laughs> Who says that? No one says that. Never mind. Well, that's been another episode. Of this, uh... <laughs> Sorry about that. It's good. That's really good. I'm, I'm glad that you went after me because I, we don't want to end on like a, damn, this guy's nothing funny about what he just said. Uh, so for anybody that wants to find our older episodes, uh, you can just go to uh, gettingoldpod.com uh, we've been posting all the recent episodes lately um, I'm hoping it's a little bit easier for us to be able to communicate with you by just simply emailing in through that website you can actually subscribe to it so anytime an episode actually comes up uh, <laughs> all you have to do is you get the email alert that an episode is live uh, you can also find us on this is getting old it is a group on Facebook that's where we post all the episodes. Sometimes we post polls. Sometimes we post questions for that you would like to join the episode with comments. Just like I did with the Tell Us Your Favorite Restaurant. A couple people messaged in on that, and that helped add a little bit of uh, uh, people's opinions to the podcast. Um, you can also email the pod at gettingoldpod at gmail.com. Clark, can the listeners find you anywhere? Do not look for me. <laughs>